Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jordan Chaplin, middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today in our Timeless series, we're in the book of Nahum, and uh, this is honestly, for me, one of the most difficult ones. It's uh, the prophet Nahum talking to the, the people of Nineveh, and this is post the book of Jonah. Jonah went, prophesied, we talked about uh, his issues and, and the things that he had to deal with, but it, it seemed that at that point, Nineveh turned from their ways and were submitting and surrendering their lives to God, but then Nahum comes along and uh, again, is rebuking the things that they're doing. So clearly, that didn't stick. And he's warning that, like, hey, there's some impending judgment that's about to happen. And the thing that I want to focus on today from this book, and it's just a short little uh, a book of him speaking to Nineveh, uh, is who God is and how we then frame ourselves in relationship to who God is. So Nahum is talking about um, how big God is and this judgment that's going to come because of what the people of Nineveh are doing. And in chapter one, it says, uh, kind of recalling back from Exodus chapter 34, which we talked about when we were in the book of Exodus, it says in verse three in chapter one, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. And this idea of being great in power, like God is a mighty God, God is a strong God. And he goes on uh, in the following verses to give some examples. And it's it's metaphor, it's obviously like uh, language that is anthropomorphizing him and, and, and putting some attributes on like this spiritual being that is God, but the most powerful being. And it says, his way is in the whirlwind and the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Like that's how big he is. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry and start to make something that's inherently wet, dry. Um, and it says he dries up all the rivers. So God holds all the power. Uh, Bashan and Carmel wither and the bloom of Lebanon withers. The mountains quake before him. And I love this. The hills melt like rock literally melts before God. The earth heaves before him, the world and all who dwell in it. So we get this picture of this mighty God, this strong God, this God that is great in power. And the question that I think we need to be asking ourselves, um, because again, he, he's rebuking the people of Nineveh, but the question that we need to be asking ourselves is, how do I view myself in light of who God is? Because I think the human condition is to constantly be putting uh, ourselves on the throne of our hearts instead of uh, the God of all creation, the God that when like hills melt before him, and, but instead we're putting ourselves and our finite beings on the throne of our hearts. Uh, and we get a couple of examples of what happens when this happens, when we're like elevating ourselves above who God is and we don't have ourselves uh, framed properly in, in light of who God is. Uh, like verse nine says, he will make a complete end and trouble will not rise up a second time. Like God will, God will eliminate the problem when people are being oppressed and it's not going to happen a second time. Like he's going to wipe it out completely. So there's no alternative. Like it can't come back again. Verse 12 says, though they are full of strength and many, they will be cut, cut down and pass away. Like God's going to 
take care of those who are prideful and haughty. In verse 14, it says, no more shall uh, your name be perpetuated. So like your family line is going to be cut off as a punishment for the things that you're doing in oppressing people. And, And so what I really want us to wrap our heads around is this idea of, of how great God is, how big God is, how awesome in power, how great in power our God is that we serve and how it is that we're viewing ourselves in light of him because the danger is to put ourselves on the thrones of our hearts, our wants, our desires, the things that we're chasing after in life instead of the God of all of creation, the Lord of hosts. And so it's so important for us to frame our worldview with this idea that God is above us. Yes, God is for us. Yes, God is with us. But God is far, far greater than us. We can't elevate ourselves above him because he, by definition, by being God, is the greatest being in existence. There is nothing greater than him. If there was something greater than him, again, by definition, that would be God. That would be God. And so, because nothing is greater than God, we need to be so careful about, again, we can do it with confidence because of the, the throne of grace. We can approach God confidently, uh, knowing that the cross paid for our sin and our guilt and our shame. But also, we don't ever want to reorient our lives with the worldview that elevates ourselves above who God is. And so this week, I, I would encourage you, I would challenge you to just do, just do a heart check, just do a little bit of inward dive on what it is um, that is on the throne of your heart. And my prayer is that it is God. My prayer is that he is the one ruling and reigning over your life. But ask yourself some questions about, okay, what am I giving my time to? What am I giving my attention to? What am I giving my affections to? Because that's the thing that's on the throne of your heart. And so uh, I would encourage you to ask some probing questions to yourself. Seek out those around you who who you know you can trust and, and be sure sure that our worldview is framed with this idea that God is big and God is great because that is who he is.